Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. This morning we have a special service of uh, Thanksgiving when we will be singing a cantata here shortly. Uh, but as we think about going into this time of Thanksgiving, this week of Thanksgiving, uh, we want to focus our hearts on this idea of praise. And we do so uh, today by looking at Psalm 150. Psalm 150 says this, Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds and praise him according to his excellent greatness. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we give you thanks and praise for gathering us here to hear your word together in worship today. And Lord, we pray that you would make us your instruments of praise. You would teach us to worship and glorify you according to your word and your will. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, and the eternal life that has been promised to us. And now, Lord, receive our prayers and our praises. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I just mentioned this a few times, and as you notice, we're doing the service a little bit differently today with this, this cantata of thanksgiving. Now, to go through this cantata of thanksgiving is a wonderful thing, and it's kind of one of these times where it helps us think through certain parts of Scripture, certain parts of of our lives, uh, and when we go through a cantata like this, uh, my mind immediately goes to the psalms, especially the last few psalms, about the last five psalms. The last five psalms are all psalms of praise. If you've never worked through the psalms, it, it, it's very much worth your time to read at least one of them every day or just work through portions of them every day. And what you find that when you go to the psalms is that uh, there's a psalm for everything. You remember the old commercial for the iPhones? They would say there's an app for that, and there's like an app for everything. Well, it's kind of like that with the Psalms. There is a Psalm for that. There is a Psalm for everything. There are Psalms with which we learn how to give praise to God, and that's the Psalms we will go through today as we do 148, 149, and 150 uh, during the cantata. There are also Psalms, however, that teach us how to be angry. They teach us how we are to pray when life is difficult and we're frustrated. There's psalms that even give us a lament and frustrations that we can cry out to God when God seems so absent and he doesn't seem to be listening. There are psalms we have been given to pray in those moments. There are psalms of repentance that teach us how to speak to God when we are guilty of our sin. And there are psalms, of course, of rejoicing and praise. No matter what you are facing in your life, there is a psalm for that. And now today, as I've mentioned, we're going to be focusing on the psalms of praise. Psalms of praise especially because of what we hear in Psalm 150 today, the mighty deeds of God. We praise God for his mighty deeds, praise him according to his excellent greatness. Now as we think about that line, the mighty deeds of God, and, and we praise him for his excellent greatness, what do you think about when you hear the phrase mighty deeds of God, mighty acts or mighty works of God? My guess is that a lot of us immediately start to think about the glory of this creation, the beautiful earth that God has made and given us to live in. 
We think of the glory of the skies and the seas. You think of the, the, the majesty and the awe and the terror you feel when you're out in the ocean or, or maybe the beautiful weather that we have in San Diego, which is really the best time of year to live here is right now, especially if you're on Facebook and you have friends in the Midwest and they're all complaining about the snow. And you're like, yeah, it's almost like 74 here. It's freezing. It's wonderful. <laughs> like you thank God for the mighty deeds of living in the glory of San Diego. Uh, you thank him for all sorts of beauty and majesty and awe that you find in the creation. You think of the marvelous hymn, This is my Father's World, where we say, To my listening ears all nature sings, and round me rings the music of the spheres. Love that line. We praise God for the glory of his creation. If you were one of the Israelites and you were singing this psalm, by the way, that's one of the glories of the psalms. This is the, the hymn book of the Israelites. Uh, and it's the hymn book given to God's people throughout the last thousands of years. I mean, it's wonderful. Uh, but when the Israelites would sing Psalm 150 and they would think about the mighty acts of God, immediately their mind would probably turn to Egypt and how God had rescued them. He had saved them from the clutches of Pharaoh and the tyranny of slavery there. They would think of God's mighty acts uh, in sending the plagues and, and splitting the sea so they could cross it, and the care he gave to them while they wandered through the wilderness. The Israelites would most certainly think of God's mighty deeds in their salvation. And perhaps that's where we should be going today. That's where we find ourselves, praising God for his mighty deeds in our salvation. Now, to be sure, none of us have ever been enslaved, as far as I know, to Pharaoh in Egypt. But you were bound under a greater tyranny, a tyranny of Satan and sin and death. Your own heart by nature and choice was bound and dead in sin from birth. We find ourselves even today plagued and attacked by Satan and our sinful desires and the temptations of this world. But the Lord Jesus Christ has redeemed you by the most surprising of his mighty acts. His incarnation, his being born as a man, his dying on the cross and his rising again on the third day. And this mighty activity of God and Jesus Christ does not always strike us as mighty and powerful looking. After all, the coming of Jesus looks like nothing more than the birth of a baby. His saving activity looks like nothing more than the crucifixion of a criminal on a tree of punishment. But, but on that cross, in that incarnation, and on that cross, it is the mighty activity of God hidden for our salvation. The mightiest of all of God's deeds then is seen when Jesus Christ rises from the dead and he walks out of the grave declaring victory over death. This death and resurrection of Jesus Christ are the mighty deeds of God. And those, these are things to be amazed by and to be in awe of. We don't praise God for these things until we hear this marvelous news that all of this was done for you. All of it was done for you. This is why we praise. The creation praises because praises God because he made it. The Israelites praised God because he rescued them. And now you and I join the chorus because you and I are the very sinners Jesus Christ has died for. He put on your flesh. He died your death. And he rose again to proclaim to you that eternal life is yours. Jesus comes to you today, even in this word, to proclaim, this was for you. This is my gift to you. I died and rose for you. 
Therefore, your sins are forgiven. Yours is eternal life. And this is the mighty work of God on your behalf. That mighty work of God was delivered to you in the mighty waters of baptism, where God declared you to be his child and promised you life with him forever. All of this Jesus Christ has done for you. We are left with nothing now but to praise and thank him for what he has done. And the good news for you today is we have a psalm for that. So we will be going now through this song of thanksgiving as we meditate upon the psalms and give praise to God for his mighty deeds in our salvation. So we begin now with our cantata. 